0: Visit chrissawyer.annie-mack.com. Email him at csawyer atannie-mack.com or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345. Corporate NMLS number 338923. Mac Home Mortgage and Equal Housing Lender. American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC. DBA, Mac Home Mortgage. lo act Direct. Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent. License Lender Broker Number, ML338923. Massachusetts Mortgage Lender and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC338923. Rhode Island License Lender. License Number, 20112810L. Call for additional details. Sanderson looking in, zone for a pass, he's looking for King, and something he's, he's going to go down to the right side, Lawrence down to the 20, 30, down to the 40, he might go all the way. Third down and seven, good jump off the line by Strahan, who gets the sack. Pressure from Thomas off the edge, Eli Manning stays on his feet, airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. Four-man rush. Eli throwing into traffic on the sideline. They're going to ruin a catch by Manning.
1: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Drawing About the GMAT Giants football podcast. I'm Big Chase, joined by Joe Aguirre. And last week we talked a little bit about the Giants. We, we, we mainly previewed the games and what to expect from the upcoming season. But today we're talking about players, player expectation, player personnel. Joe, first question I have for you. A lot of new faces coming into the Giants. I mean, we, we talked a lot about Joe Shane, we talked about a lot about Brian David. But as far as players go, what new face for the Giants do you expect to come in and make an immediate impact?
0: Uh, Trayvon Thibodeau uh, is going to be a beast, and I and I think it's going to start on day one. Everything I've heard so far out of camp is that this guy looks like the real deal, like a superstar quality player. So I think that's, the, to me, that's the biggest one. I think, to me, really, that defense will be as good as he can be. If he could be a great player, you'll have a great defense. If he's a pretty good player, you will have a pretty good defense. And if he disappoints, I think you will have a disappointing defense.
1: Yeah, and I mean, the, there has been so much uh, bad stuff coming out about the Giants' this training camp, a lot of miscues offensively. Uh, there was a report that a, a Daniel Jones threw such a bad pass that hit one of the fans. So uh, <laughs> that isn't good, but everything good has been coming – with, with Kayvon Thibodeau, and I mean, even you—you you saw it right from the draft, him going and talking to to Michael Strahan, him treating it like a business and everything. He 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 knows what he's here for. He's here. I mean, even a lot of people were cutting him slack for uh, his last season at Oregon, but I mean, that that's his mind, his business mindset. He, he wasn't gonna put himself in harm's way to affect his draft stock when he has opportunity like this so i think yeah i i think Kayvon Thibodeau is the big big name i think i got uh i mean we will talk a lot about the rookies for the new additions i think a guy like john Fel- Feliciano. uh i mean I'm, I'm a big guy of course i'm going to say the old lineman but h- him at center uh, i think that that'll be great uh, i mean in the nfl the center he is that quarterback of the old line i mean and he has so much experience I mean, being drafted by the Raiders and then also playing for the Bills. Like he's been around and uh, I, I think he will be the, the big uh, in an all uh, with the offensive line has been lacking leadership. I know we saw a couple years ago, we thought Nate Solder was going to be that guy. It really wasn't. I mean, and then the past couple years you've had the young guys being the, the, the real shining light, but uh like they don't know how to lead, they, they don't have that experience, and th- that's going to build with time. Bringing in a veteran like this to really uh lead everything, I think, will be big. But uh, I mean, talking about Kayvon Thibodeau, I think that's going to lead into my next question Who is the face that uh, on the, the Giants? You, I mean, oh, my bad. Uh, what player do you expect to improve from last year? And I think, uh, with Kayvon Thibodeau being there, and people, I, I think. It, they already have him on his radar, especially with the, some struggling teams. And once he makes – continues to – starts to make that impact on the field, uh, I think more and more people will get on his radar. I think a guy that will improve from last year is Aziz O'Jalari. I know he he had some solid sack numbers. I mean, he led the Giants in sacks. But I, I think having that focus be on the other side of the line will free him up, make more of an impact, not just in the pass rush in the run game and, and be able to get some. And also I I've been preaching this since he was drafted. Go back and look at what he did at Georgia every year. He got better. I expect the same thing in the NFL every year him to keep getting better. And I mean, we talked about it last week. The pass rush is the big thing. I mean, especially with the struggles at cornerback right now for, for the giants. I mean, without Bradbury, really only having a Dory Jackson who had a rough year last year. And now you're also putting uh, the a rookie, a uh, third-round draft pick, Cordell Flott, at, at starting right now on the depth chart. So that I, I think that's going to be rough. So being able to get to the quarterback is going to be big for this Giants defense to succeed. But, uh Joe, so I think Aziz Ojolari is going to be that player who, we expect to uh, improve from last season And needs to improve from last season But who do you expect?
0: Well, that's a really good one I've got two guys who were on the roster last year Who I think are both going to play much, much better this season One was out most of the year with an injury Being Blake Martinez I To me, dude, just having that guy on the field And calling the defense Is going to make this defense better Like, plain and simple they struggled last year with the defensive play calling. You saw a lot of scrambling. We talked about it on this show a lot. So I I think Blake Martinez being back in the middle of defense makes a huge difference. And then the other guy, Saquon Barkley. Yeah. I I saw yesterday, he said he was going to focus on keeping out the noise. And I thought focus on running is what you should do. Do you focus on running? You know, fact of the matter is, is and, and Saquon Barkley recognizes, it, it hasn't gone well the last three years. He's been hurt. He's been a huge disappointment. This team's been terrible and he's a big part of the reason why he's either been out or ineffective. I still think this guy's unbelievably talented. I see really big things for him. I, I'll give you a, somebody who I'm concerned about, but at the same time and it hasn't gone well in camp so far. Kenny Galladay dropped some passes. It hasn't looked great there. Um, they they gave this guy a ton of money yeah. to be a number one ride wide receiver for Daniel Jones. He's got to start catching passes. There there there's no excuse for this. He he can't be. Um, quietly on the field like he was last year. That was absolutely terrible. And another guy, a guy who uh, really could be an impactful player is Darnay Holmes. And early on in camp here, four turnovers, he had a couple of touchdowns. He's looked really great. The Giants secondary, definitely going to need some people to step up. Uh, the The draft pick, Belton, has also played pretty well in camp. So th- that's the big issue for me is that secondary You know, you lose Bradbury, you lose Jabril Peppers. It didn't feel like that secondary was as good to see guys sort of stepping up. Gives you some hope that, you know, you start to gel, you start to play better. And again, you know, you mentioned Ojolari. I mentioned Thibodeau. I think those two guys on the edge, uh, that's scary. It it really is. And and I, I do see... You know, again, the idea that the defense and, and Holmes in particular causing some turnovers in camp gives you hope that with the pressure that these two beasts should be putting on, there should be some errant throws. And it should set your defense up for situations where they can get turnovers and uh, and pick sixes. And we like that.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I said it since it was drafted. I think the, the, there is the potential for this to be an uh, OCU manure and Michael Strahan type deal but I mean everything needs to go right and things need to be put in the right uh, they just need to be in the right place and they need to be able to go out and compete and I, I think they do uh, and I mean obviously coaching is going to be big with that as well because I mean we've seen the disasters hopefully we can't not talk about the Giants and not talk about
0: what we- I think I think Leonard Williams is going to be a huge factor yeah and I don't think he needs to have 10 sacks to be a huge factor. If he can be such trouble up the middle as disruptive as, as he's been since he's been a New York giant. And even when the sacks aren't there, Jace, you know, the, yeah. the amount of pressure this guy puts on uh, and the nuisance he becomes. Now you got two bangers on the outside too. If Jihad Williams or, or whoever ends up being the other down lineman here, these guys can make, again, you, you I mean, it's the whole, the whole point now of defense is pressuring the quarterback, right? Yeah. This is a very pass happy league. You got to pressure that quarterback, and it's something the Giants just simply haven't done enough of, literally since Jason Pierre Paul left. So to finally have some impactful guys rushing on the outside, it it. And again, thinking about Wink Martindale and some of the things he's going to try to do, this defense, the defense is definitely going to be better than the offense this year. And it, at this juncture, they're clearly the better unit.
1: Yeah. And I mean, we we have been seeing that with training camp. And bringing it up, I, I mentioned it earlier, a lot of miscues from Daniel Jones. I feel like we have to talk. We're talking about player expectations. Joe, what do you expect from Daniel Jones this year?
0: Well, I, I expect him to give his best effort. I hope he's learning from this disastrous camp. You know what not to do, where not to put the football. Because, uh, listen, a, a bad camp. If if you if you if you're figuring things out from it, yeah. it's beneficial. If you're just in there and you're lost. And being exposed in camp by your teammates, then th- that's tragic, and and you'd be in for one of those three, four win kind of seasons. I don't anticipate that, so I'm going to say I'm hoping this guy's learning some new plays, learning a new playbook. Clearly, I mean that's what that's the case, right? A whole new offense here, so. I, I, Again, I think Daniel Jones is talented enough. I think if he figures this whole thing out, if he can understand the offense, and if, again, you got so many guys who were out, so many new pieces on this offense, it is going to take them some time to really get gelling and, and to, to get guys to be on the same page. Hearing about, you know, Saquon going to be splitting out and stuff. Okay, that's new. It's going to have to learn that. And everyone else is going to have to learn that. I mean, this this offense should be a lot better. It should be – I mean, it should be. It might not be. And, again, it's all going to rest on Daniel Jones, but I – Still believe in the same potential I saw in Saquon in in his rookie year. You saw it in Daniel Jones in his rookie year. It's not like they forgot how to play. It wasn't like they got lucky. I mean, these guys are pretty talented football players. And the way things have gone the last few seasons, I mean, they're the most responsible for this in the positions that they're in. You know, uh, DJ being obviously the quarterback and Saquon being what this offense is all supposed to flow through. So he he, I mean, listen, I, I I've said it before. Look, if Saquon doesn't run for thirteen hundred yards and catch for another seven, this team is doomed. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't listen again, dude. I'm Matt Barada and Devontae Booker. Great, uh, none of those guys is going to lead you to victories. No, they're they're not. Those are not full time starting running backs in the NFL. They're they're nice complement pieces, and they both might have nice seasons alongside Saquon. But this team goes really to me as far as he goes.
1: Yeah, or I, I think the only way you can probably offset it if he struggles is get Kenny Galladay. But I mean, he's been struggling. I, I think. Guy like Kadarius. I mean, you can offset it with the pass game, but I, I, I don't know. I, I think going back to Daniel Jones, I think really the, like you said, he, we've seen the glimpses. Uh, I think it's really just the mesh between him and Brian Dable. Uh that's going to be the big question mark for me. Is Brian Dable going to be able to reel him in? be able to make sure all the guys are in the right spots. Because I think he will. I think it will be a very – once Daniel Jones understands it, I think this will be a very easy offense for him. He'll be able to get the ball in the right spot, be able to make some plays. But then there are going to be those instances where he's going to need to do something with his arm, go a little bit uh, outside the box, scramble a little bit, uh, make a play down the field, and from what the, the big thing with Daniel Jones, at least for me, is when those happen, he, yeah, he gets some good ones, but he also gets some bad ones. And when the bad ones happen, it, if, it seems like at times they can come in bunches. So he's making bad mistake after bad mistake. So th- that's the real key to me for Daniel Jones' success this year. Can Brian Dable reel him in and go, okay, yeah, you did this? Yeah, I, I know where. Most of the time, it's when they're down. Yeah, I know you're down, and we have to make some plays, but still trust the offense. Still trust that we're going to get there. Don't get too flustered. So I I think it's really Daniel Jones' success is going to be about Brian Dable, And Brian he he's shown that in the past with Josh Allen, with Buffalo. So I I expect great things. So only time will tell.
0: We'll find out in the next couple of weeks whether it's Josh Allen or Brian Dable, that's the genius in that resurrection and in, in the rise of the Bills in the AFC East. Yeah. Again, you look, we, we know Daniel Jones, a great athlete. We know he can make, you know, he's got a nice touch. We know he can make throws. Danny Dimes isn't a nickname he gave himself, yeah. right? Um, this offense going to give him a chance to make plays, both with his legs and with his arm. You've given him a ton of weapons in a much better offensive line. You would think if this guy's competent, like you and I think he is this team should be in pretty good shape.
1: Yeah. Uh, also. Go, go, I I think going back to him getting flustered and trying to do too much. The, it's going to be even bigger this season. Cause this year, Daniel Jones is playing for a job. So. There's going to be something in his mind saying, hey, I have to do this. i feeling like he has to do a lot more than he should. But I don't think that's the case. When is it – we talked about this all the time, all, all the time on this show. When is the Giants quarterback throwing for 500 yards a game, you know? You just have to do the right thing. Get the run game going. Make the big throws when you need to on third down. And just get everything go. Manage the game. And that's all he needs to do. He he just can't fall into that. Oh, I need to make plays happen because that's when the mistakes happen.
0: I'll say this: if he doesn't throw for thirty touchdowns, he he won't be back next year. Yeah, I like that. I, I, I mean, play. I feel like listen, you're talking about basically a touchdown and a half a game in seventeen games. If he can't get to thirty in a that's... league where I mean, look again, you got all the weapons, got all these guys on offense. Yeah. You know, you got he's gotta approximate about 30 touchdowns. Anything anything under 25 A is a failure to me. And and also probably indicates either they played terribly or he's been hurt. So I think he's realistically gotta throw for around 30 touchdowns. The throw
1: for thirty or thirty in general, because
0: he can he can get in on his feet. I'll take a combo of thirty, but okay. he's got to account for thirty touchdowns minimum. Honestly, okay. I, it, because look, this whole thing really runs through him. If if he doesn't play well, that's it. There, there's you know what I mean. Saquon can can. If the Giants don't have the ability to throw the ball down the down the football field with any sort of consistency, if if no big. Uh, play threat develops, you're going to load the box and it's going to be the same thing. We've been seeing that when Saquon's in there, he's running for two yards, two yards of carry. They they have to be able to throw the football down the field. you got all these guys. Now you got all these great slot guys, every reason in the world for Daniel Jones to be just zinging passes out of there quickly to all these talented guys and, and, and see what you got. Wayndale Robinson has been uh, looking mighty fine in camp as well. So there's things to be excited for here. But, th- I, again, last week, like I said, easy schedule. You look at kind of some of the things. There's a lot of ifs, though. And the chances of all of the ifs coming through is not great. Yeah. The more the ifs that come through, the better you're going to be. If all of them hit, then you have a miracle season, and it's 2007 all over again
1: yeah and i will say as far as the isco talked a little bit about health being a concern there haven't been too many health issues this this training camp which is which is really good most of them are just lingering from last year really so i, I think that's pretty big that that's saw because hell because health has been the biggest issue the past few years i mean that's three i want to say so i Staying healthy is gonna be the honestly the biggest key to the Giants success. But uh all right, you mentioned Josh Allen. We will see what uh who, who is the key to the Bill success. Josh Allen, the betting favorite for MVP, and we'll talk about who will win the MVP. But first, let's hear a word from one of our
0: sponsors. There's no bigger investment than home ownership. And to make sure the house is up to your standards, you need a professional to look it over. Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections is a licensed home inspector and a member of the Connecticut Association of Home Inspectors. Brian was a contractor for over 15 years, so he knows how homes should be constructed and how mechanicals should work. What makes me a good home inspector was the 20 years that I was a home improvement person. And when... All the different
1: repairs that I have done and what other people have done wrong that I had to go out and fix.
0: So I have a pretty quick eye on seeing what's right and what's wrong. Before you move, call Shamrock Home Inspections. Before you make the biggest investment of your life, call Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections at 860-268-2566 or visit shamrockhomeinspectionct.com.
1: Big shout out to Shamrock Home Inspection for sponsoring today's episode now, Josh Allen is the betting favorite, just like the Bills were the betting favorite to win the Super Bowl. Josh Allen, betting favorite to win NFL MVP at plus 700.
0: Joe, is he your favorite to win MVP, or who do you got? Um, I think anybody that knows me knows I've been a big Josh Allen fan the last couple of years. I saw this guy turning into a superstar, but no, I don't think he's going to be the MVP of the 2022 season. And I'm shocked that this guy didn't do a little bit better. I was looking at the odds uh, on it. I think he's like fourth or fifth is Justin Herbert, the greatest quarterback ever to grace the NFL and the planet Earth. This guy's so unbelievable. He makes all the throws. He's great on his feet. I mean, how's he not going to be the MVP? It seems almost crazy to think anyone else has a chance. Hmm. He's
1: tied with a uh, reigning MVP, Aaron Rodgers, as far as
0: odds go. so Yeah, there's no chance of Rodgers winning another one, not with Justin Herbert in the competition. <laughs> this guy's never cost his team a single game. It's always the coach or the defense's fault. Justin Herbert is a perfect NFL player. Yeah? That's what I hear. <laughs> Well, and then I, was, I looked at the odds, and I'm like, how is he not first? All these brilliant sports writers telling me how amazing this guy is. And again, it's never his fault when they lose. Clearly, he'll be the MVP.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, with all the offseason moves they made this year, he's going to have a – if they do lose, I think he is going to get some blame. But I think –
0: I'm kidding. Tom Brady is
1: my pick. You got Tom Brady? Yeah. Back with the vengeance. Julio Jones in the mix.
0: Yeah, and I tell you what, I bet you Cameron Bray, if Gronkowski doesn't come back, catches like 75 passes. So scoop him up in your fantasy leagues, people. I know he's available. Uh, He always is. Cameron Bray, that guy's going to have a huge year. Yeah, I mean, dude, they bring, bring in Julio Jones, you know? Come on, the, yeah. the, thats the thing with, with the Bucks. It's just a constant retool of like, hey, who do you want now? Go we'll, we'll get just some other great players. Yeah, I—I I mean, the defense is still really good. Tom Brady is back. Tom Brady obviously wants to win another Super Bowl before he calls it quits. <laughs> Not <Yeah>. enough already. <laughs> I.
1: Right, but uh, well, speaking of Super Bowls and Tom Brady he's very when he wins the MVP does not have as much luck in the Super Bowl we will say that so uh
0: we as Giants fans know that well good then hopefully he loses and it'll make <laughs> him come back for his 37th season <laughs> uh, All right. I actually I'm gonna go I'm gonna save Joe Burrow plus
1: 1300 right now uh re-up that offensive line I think just giving him more time to throw, get Jamar Chase in the mix. I think I think he's gonna a, a lot of people like you're talking, a lot of people feel how you feel about Justin Herbert, about Joe Burrow. Sick and tired of him. People but I mean, all this guy has done is win. He he's grown on me.
0: And he's won. You may recall uh before his injury, his rookie season, I said on record on a few of these shows is saying I didn't love the ball out of the guy's hand. I also didn't think he played well against good defenses. And I wasn't wrong about that. I think since since he's been back, I think he's played better. Last year, Trevor Keys and I, early in the season, were talking about the Bengals a whole lot because of how good he was doing, how, how the connection with Jamar Chase, we thought they were a 2022 team. We didn't see the run in him uh late in the year but we saw a team that was getting a lot better and a quarterback who and th- this guy's passed every test for me now Joe Burrow. I was definitely the way I feel about Herbert I felt about I felt about Burrow. Where this guy was sort of getting credit for like not really doing anything. You know the the 300 numbers if your team's got a passing offense and you're in shootouts constantly, well yeah, I would think 320, 350, three, 4 touchdowns. How many picks did you throw? Did you throw one in the end zone with, with two and a half minutes to go? Because that could have been part of the reason why your team lost. You know, you don't have to throw a pick with no time left on the clock to cost your team the game. Uh, sometimes it happens in the middle of the fourth quarter when you've gone ahead and blown it. So I felt like between the two, Burrow closed the gap on – living up to what people say he is justin herbert for me outside of the great numbers i don't know he 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 to me just hasn't hasn't proven it yet you saw josh allen do it last year uh, or or yeah last year uh great season from the bills great season from him uh i still feel like that team's got some deficiencies uh, and I, and, and, and I, I, I like the bells. I could see why they're a betting favorite, but I don't think that there's a perfect team in the NFL this year.
1: Yeah. And I mean, going back to even last year, the, the upsets and everything, and no one picked the Bengals to go to the Super Bowl. So anything can happen in the NFL, but, uh, also with, uh, Justin Herbert, uh, it is kind of a Justin Herbert thing, but I mean the the Chargers since two thousand, they have the most losses by a one score, by one score since two thousand. That's that's crazy. Philip Rivers gonna get it done. It's a complete failure Denver. by the head
0: coach and the defense. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess, but uh,
1: I mean, yeah, Philip Rivers gonna do it now. Justin Herbert's having some struggles. Hopefully, I. I I, I like the Chargers as far as like a team goes. I mean, I've loved Justin Herbert, but and they ha- brought in some pieces, so it's really do or die time for them. Or I mean, he's still young, but yeah, we can see. But uh, yeah, I like Joe Burrow. Joe Shiestei continue to make a legend. I mean, I said it before the Super Bowl. He's going to Canton. He's going to Canton, especially if he gets an MVP this year.
0: Oh, good. I mean, him and Mahomes can go in together.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, Mahomes is second favorite, and I feel like I feel like we 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 sleep on Mahomes a lot. He's he's good, but he's gonna really have a like prove yourself season this year without Tyree Hill. He's still got Travis Kelsey.
0: I think but. when you put up the numbers that guy put put up his first four seasons. You had the kind of year you had last year. They they got off to a rough start. They had to scramble back. He wasn't going to be the MVP with those numbers. He's going he's, he's gonna to have to think about Tom Brady when he is the MVP and the numbers that he puts up. And, again, you're sort of kind of fighting the ghosts of, like, MVP past. You yeah. know? If you, if you throw it for 50 touchdowns in a season, you're probably not going to be the MVP the year you throw 34. Even if you're leading the league somehow. You know what I mean? It's like that. that's a massive drop-off to what you can do. So, I don't know. I don't like it. Yeah. Well, I, speaking
1: of numbers, one more thing before we move on. Aaron Rodgers without Devontae Adams, if he still puts up beastly numbers, you have to give it to him, right? Just for the the factor of him not having a, a stud like that.
0: Maybe, but what if Derrick Henry runs for 2,500 yards?
1: He'll be Offensive Player of the Year.
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, but I, I, I do I, – I, that does also suck. Like, I feel like Derrick Henry should get a lot more say as far as MVP goes. Even Jonathan Taylor uh, off the season he had last year. It's crazy. I'm looking at the stats right now. Jonathan Taylor's plus 5,000, and his quarterback, Matt Ryan, is plus 4,000 to win MVP. Who's the real MVP? Who's going to be the real MVP of the Colts? The most valuable player on the Colts? Who's it going to be? It's not going to be Matt Ryan. It's no. going to be Jonathan Taylor. So, yeah, uh, that sucks.
0: Vegas knows. They know what's going on. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the, the quarterback award.
1: Yeah, it is. But... uh since ap and was that 2008 so yeah uh all right that's gonna do it for the nfl talk we got a fun another goaded debating who the goat last week it was game day food eats and none of us said it but wings won uh i was got updates all i got, I got facebook notifications all week long Everyone's saying wings, 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 wings. So I guess I think there's up.
0: too many, too many people are have taken their Sundays to Buffalo wild wings. Yeah. And it's greatly affecting people's judgment. You don't have to eat chicken. There's other places <laughs> with televisions.
1: Yeah, you're right. But, uh, okay. We got another fun goaded for you. But first. One more word from
0: one of our sponsors. We can expect another wet summer in Connecticut, and that means more mosquitoes than ever. If you don't have your home serviced for mosquito control and you find you're spending most of your outside time swatting those little pests, or you did have your yard sprayed, but you still have bites all over your body, you're in luck. Mosquito Shield of Central Connecticut provides the best value in mosquito control services because of how they treat your yard using the Mosquito Shield Tailored Treatment System. All mosquito control service is not the same. They don't use a fixed schedule or an identical product, one size fits all service program. You can't control mosquitoes on a set number of sprays or visits. Unlike the competition, Mosquito Shield of Central Connecticut will service you for the season whatever it takes to provide superior results. The promise has awarded them an industry-leading customer retention rating of 90%. Visit MosquitoShieldCNCT.com to schedule an appointment with Wade DeCesare and enjoy the rest of the summer mosquito-free.
1: Big shout out to Mosquito Shield for sponsoring today's episode. Now, this week's goaded Joe, what is the goat of all sports movies? Stepping outside the realm of football. I mean it could be a football one, but all sports movies. What's the goat, Joe?
0: I I'm I'm gonna give you my five to one. Okay, I'm okay. gonna give you a top five list. Thought a lot about this. And I'll explain my rationale behind each as I go. Coming in at number five, I think one of the funniest movies, especially sports movies of all time, star Charlie Sheen and Corbin Bernson. It's called Major League. If you haven't seen it, it's hilarious. OK, that's my number five movie of all time. Coming in at number four, a great movie from Martin Scorsese uh, starring Robert De Niro. Raging Bull is one of the great movies of all time. If you haven't seen it, it's a boxing movie about Jake LaMotta. It's amazing. You didn't get me down, Ray, is my favorite line because my brother's name is Ray. I could always use that whenever we were scrapping if he didn't take me down, you understand? Number three, we're going to stay in the ring. It's Rocky. Um, You could probably just do this. list could be one through five Rocky, but I decided I was going to mix it up. Coming in, Jace, at number two, a football movie, and one that breaks my heart, makes me cry every single time. you love this little bastard out of the Midwest playing out his dreams at Notre Dame, Rudy. And the number one greatest sports movie of all time stars one of the great actors of our lifetime, Mr. Kevin Costner. That movie... Field of Dreams. Dad, want to have a catch? It's already happening, Jace. The tears. Do they come? That's a solid list right there.
1: That, that is a solid list. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can't... There's so many good sports movies. This is so hard. But, uh, yeah, I, I think Field of all, all of those are up there. But uh, some... That you didn't mention before I give my own. Yeah. The Miracle on Ice. Talk about, I mean, historical. And then also, like,
0: yeah. Don't forget about another great movie starring the great John Candy. One of the most gr- amazing sports movies of all times. A Disney film. You mentioned history. How about Cool Runnings, man? The Jamaican bobsled team. That is a story and a half.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I got Miracle on Ice, or The Miracle, I don't remember what it's called, but yeah, yeah, Miracle on Ice. Ice. Yeah, so, that yeah, obviously, historical significance, Cold War, and then, it, it, the, the one thing a lot of people always forget, that was the, that was the semi-final, a lot of people just equate that to the final, but the U.S. had to go beat, I believe it was Sweden or Denmark afterwards, but, uh. Yeah, so that then obviously speaking of the United States versus Russia, Rocky IV, Ivan Drago going back uh, after killing Creed in the ring, going avenging it. That that's always always fun. But then uh, as far as best football movie goes for me, I, I will spoil it. My Goat, Sports movie of all time is a football movie. But as far as the best football movie, though, I, I, know it's, I know it's weird. But just because this was played in my locker room before every single game, any given Sunday, that Al Pacino speech just gets me amped up every, every time. Like, just sights you up, go out, and, and then... Other great football movie, Friday Night Lights, dealing with the that one's big because you they don't win in the end. You're one yard short, and sometimes you lose. You gotta deal with that. So I think that's that's very, very big. No.
0: Somebody just chimed in. Brian's song. That's a great, great football movie. This uh, about uh, Brian Piccolo and Gail Sayers. Uh I love the replacements, the Keanu Reeves movie.
1: Oh yeah, that one's uh, Again,
0: really it's hilarious. Varsity Blues uh is also a killer football movie. Oh, uh, I yeah, think that's yeah. uh, James Vanderbeek maybe. Yeah, James Vanderbeek. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's another really good movie. Yeah. Pride of the Yankees uh uh that's kind of an older movie. Uh but but certainly great. It's it's a, the story of Lou Gehrig.
1: Yeah.
0: Um Angels in the Outfield. I don't hate oh. that movie. Uh <laughs> <laughs> That's um, oh, what's his face from Lethal Weapon, Glover, Danny Glover. Yeah, yeah. Angels in the Outfield, Mister Cobb, Mister. Uh, is is there? dude? there's so many? The there's sand so lot. many. The Sandlot certainly a great movie. I always felt like the Sandlot was a little overrated. I played a lot of outside backyard kind of like lot kind of baseball. Yeah. no, ah, it's like Friday Night Lights. <laughs> I thought failed that, uh, on, on three levels, they failed on teenagers. They failed on football and they failed on high school. They inaccurately portrayed all of those things, uh, in the movie and then carried that right over, uh, into the ridiculous television show that I wanted to watch. Tried. Well, oh God, it was terrible. I just stick with the movie. There was a lot of statutory rape that was celebrated <laughs> in Friday Night Lights. Like, mm. nah, I don't know these underage uh, kids. No good. And
1: but before I get to mine, I, we we still haven't mentioned my number one. But uh, before I know I what it talk, is.
0: Okay. I Tanya.
1: <laughs> I, I do love Margot Robbie, <laughs> but uh, no, I got to mention because. I also host Post Podcast. I got to mention some basketball movies. Coach Carter with Samuel L. Jackson, great, great, great movie. Also talking about historical stuff. Glory Road, I think, is one of the most underrated movies of all time, especially sports movies. That Texas Western team going and winning the championship against Kentucky. That was that was big, big,
0: big. White uh, men can't jump, hilarious. What, that basketball is movie? Yeah, Wesley Snipes. What what, you what is your is your all-time favorite sports movie? Hoosiers? No. Okay, good basketball movie. All right, so then it's got to be Space Jam 2. <laughs>
1: no, Screw the budget. No, <laughs> the, the No, it, it's a football movie. Uh, the reason I'm putting this at number 1 Is because it's. I mean, all all sports movies really give you that team feel, that camaraderie, that coming together type thing. But I don't think anyone necessarily does it more than this. Remember the Titans. Denzel. I mean, the 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 coming. I mean, people hate. I I hate that you put Rudy on your list because I mean that that's fake. Uh, A bunch of Hollywood bull crap But I I get it But I I mean they all are It's a movie But for Remember the Titans Is the
0: category greatest sports story Turned into a movie Or just greatest movie Just greatest sports movie The idea of Rudy Is us we're all Rudy There's a Rudy in all of us That was the whole point of the movie You can do it and people will (laughs) chant Rudy Rudy yeah, yeah, but uh, I'm glad not, it wasn't based on an actual person, the real actual person, because I that guy wasn't very good at all. Yeah, that guy didn't have a don't sack. Don't
1: make it. Then don't make it about the actual person. This guy's walking do, do around. People going, do Rudy. people know that? Do people know? Yeah, Rudy. that
0: the real story about Rudy. It, it it didn't end with him like coming up Rudy with a clutch sack. Propaganda.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, and if no, I had to guess, if I had to guess. They were really mean to Rudy. <laughs> yeah. Go look up uh, who was on that team. Jo- Joe
1: Montana was on that team, right? I think it was. Uh, was oh, he? Yeah, yeah. They were giving oh, they were Bo- giving
0: Rudy wedgies and all sorts of stuff. Go-
1: he has stories about that. Go look that up on YouTube. Joe Montana talking about Rudy. he will tell you what Rudy was really like. But back to remember the Titans. I was dealing with the race stuff. I mean, and you saw it from the coaches, you saw it from everywhere, and then just them coming together, left side, strong side, just gets me every. And talk about crying, that that movie makes me cry too. And then you got sunshine, it, just a lot of memorable, iconic people. Uh, so yeah, so remember the. I'm Titans. gonna
0: um, I'm gonna make it a point to watch Remember the Titans. You've never seen it. You're crazy, Joe! What the hell, man? Denzel. I love Denzel. I don't know how I haven't seen it. Jeez, that's wild. Yeah, it's great, and that I've
1: seen that that one movie probably like fifty times.
0: That's my Rudy. Okay, it makes sense.
1: (laughs) Makes sense. When they came out, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. A little
0: derma. yeah. So, the chances of my wife watching a football movie are zero. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna have to watch Remember the Titans by myself. That's how that's going down.
1: Tell right. so it's about race, it is about race. I, I wife, think that's my horrible. wife
0: gets distracted by football, she thinks it's people that stand up and then everybody falls down together. I've tried to explain <laughs> that there's. There's plays there, and she'll walk into the room, look at the TV, and be like, They're all on the ground again. <laughs> I, I,
1: that, that kind of makes sense. Not gonna lie. And then
0: every now and again, she hears things like, And Hightower bangs it in from three yards out. And she's like, What are you watching? <laughs>
1: huh? Okay. I guess so. But, uh, yeah. I, I I mean, there's so many good. We didn't mention any of the, we didn't mention Waterboy or The Longest Yard, though. <laughs> Adam Sandler movies. I think that's good. But, uh. <laughs> Those are I great mean, movies. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, it's tough. Even movies in general is big. You talk about the greatest movie movies. Even just a great sports movie. Yeah, there's historical. There's comedy. There's so much. Fast, where you can go through all the sports, but uh, yeah, I think we at least mentioned all of the ones that should be mentioned. Tin Cup, Tin golf cup.
0: movie, Kevin Costner. Again, hate to keep bringing Costner's name up in this, but he's been in a lot of good sports movies. Mm-hmm. If you have a Kevin Costner in your sports movie, it's probably a good movie,
1: yeah, except draft day.
0: No, they one? can't. Look, that can't all be perfect. (laughs) Dude, who went to a Hollywood studio is like, hey, I got an idea. Front office, Cleveland Browns, (laughs) we're making a pick. Like, no. Cleveland Browns fans don't even want to watch that on draft day, let alone at a movie theater (laughs) for money. No. Why would anybody do that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, actually, one we didn't mention, Moneyball. I feel like Moneyball should be mentioned.
0: I think Moneyball's just in everybody's conscience at this point. Yeah. You know what I mean? You like sports, like money ball. Moneyball. Mm. Brad Pitt. Yeah. Uh, who plays Who plays Mulder, Zito, and Hudson in that movie? Answer, nobody. They pretend that those three guys didn't exist and anchor the Oakland A's to a uh, to the playoffs year after year. The money ball it 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 helped, but having three superstar starting pitchers under 25, that's pretty much what uh what did it. All right. Am I wrong? So I'm not a baseball
1: guy,
0: so well then trust me on that one. And <laughs> that let's works. just tackle this question. Why don't the Giants take a flyer on Jimmy G? Number one, Jimmy G makes a ton of money. And the yeah. Giants don't have nearly the cap space now. If he gets cut. By the 49ers I think Seattle will be the first team To offer him a spot I don't think it would be crazy For the Giants to Extend an invitation But as far as um, Signing him at the money he makes Or taking him in a trade It's impossible for the Giants Yeah
1: That's not going to happen And I
0: don't think they're a Jimmy G Away from being A great team So I don't know what that would do
1: no, yeah, and I, I, there definitely are a lot more teams a lot more desperate to get him. So I I think it does kind of make somewhat of sense looking at it, but it's not realistic.
0: Tyron Taylor is going to win a couple of games for the Giants this year.
1: Okay.
0: Just putting that out there. Maybe it's a couple of starts when Daniel Jones inevitably gets hurt at some point in the season. But Tyrod Taylor is a good quarterback. Or I mean, it's because he, the Giants be are fine.
1: doing so well that they need to sit
0: the starters the last Yeah, two maybe it's so week 16 go. and 17. They're undefeated, and uh, Tyrod's going to start the last two. That's a better scenario to think about. But Tyrod Taylor is, is going to end up being a good move by the Giants
1: okay i, I like tyron so hopefully hopefully we can see what happens. yeah
0: hopefully nobody punctures his lung with a needle
1: <laughs> that's the wildest thing oh my gosh
0: that's how badly they wanted to get justin herbert in there they're like just yeah. kill this guy <laughs> just stab him in his heart oh, can play. well i
1: mean speak speaking along those lines i i actually there's a podcast Trent Williams did. I, I don't remember the name of the podcast. It just came up on my TikTok, and he the the Wash now Washington Commanders were trying to force him to play while he had cancer. That's that's insane. Talk <laughs> about bad training staffs. The the Washington football team's just bad in general. But uh, all right, that's gonna do it. For today's episode about Sean and about the G-Man. <laughs> Next week, we're going to preview the first preseason game. Football is going to get going here soon. We're starting to get in the role of things.
0: Exciting. Yeah. Against the Patriots.
1: It's preseason, but at least people are going to be out there on the field, right?
0: Can't wait to see Mac Jones. Yeah,
1: of course. Mac Jones. Love that guy. Yeah. Mac Jones has been doing great in training camp, him and Devontae Parker. That's all I keep reading about. Either the giant Daniel Jones hitting fans with passes or Mac Jones and <laughs> Devontae Parker <laughs> lighting it up. So the tale of two coins. But uh, all right, that's going to do it for us. Big shout-out to Annie Mac Home Mortgage, uh, Shamrock Home Inspection, and Mosquito Shield for sponsoring today's episode. And as always, John about the G-Men is brought to you by Clover Crest Media. Make sure you check out Clovercrestmedia.com for a bunch of other great podcasts just like this one. Not just sports. we got some true crime. we got some political as well. And if you want to start your own, just go to www.clovercrestmedia.com. For myself, Big Jace, and Joe Aguirre, that has been John about the G-Men, and we'll see you next week for even more Giants football. Take care, guys.
0: Sanderson looking in, zone for a pass, he's looking for King and he he's going to go down to the right side! Lawrence down to the 20, 30, down to the 40, he might go all the way! Third down and seven, good jump off the line by Strahan, who gets the sack! Pressure from Thomas off the edge, Eli Manning stays on his feet, airs it out down the field... It is caught by Tyree. Four-man rush. Eli throwing into traffic on the sideline. They're going to rule a catch by Manning. Hello, my name is Joe McGuire. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Man, and great true crime shows like Sticky Meek, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Bird, the Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.